Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. As always, I'm your host, Declan, and I'm so excited that you're here because this week we've got a very special guest on the podcast with me. His name's Rod Cooper. He's the founder of the Movement Collective here in Newcastle. I actually train at his center, and the reason I've asked him in today is to share his knowledge, his value, his experience on movement. Now, if you're confused by what that is, hang around. The first question we're going to be asking him is, what exactly is movement? Don't we all move? And I remember thinking that before I started working with him. And let me promise you, there is movement and there is movement. And this guy is going to really help you understand what it means to use your body and to express yourself as a human being and to exercise and look after your body in a way that's fun rather than boring. So we've got so much value on the show today. Make sure you hang around. We're going to do a 30-minute interview with Rod and he's going to be up right now. Okay, Rod, thank you and welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for coming in today. I really appreciate you giving up some of your time to come in and share your knowledge and value. I am very excited for what you're going to share today. No worries at all. Thank you for having me on the podcast. So for those who don't know you, for those who are sort of just tuning in and wondering who is this guy and what is this movement that we're speaking about, what would you say? How would you introduce yourself? If you were to give like a very condensed summary of who you are and what you believe in and stand for, what would it be? So, I guess I want to make people move, not make them move. I want them to want to move. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've uh, yeah I discovered this movement practice uh, a few years ago, about five years ago, and I've been practicing ever since. Three years ago, I started up the business, and I know how benefit beneficial it is for me to move, and I've seen all the benefits um, in my own practice, and I really want to share that with others. So yeah, I think a lot of people hold back uh, when it comes to expressing themselves through their body and through movement, and we're all capable of so much, and I really want them to experience that and actually get out of their shell a little bit and yeah, just just go for it. Yeah, so when you say movement, what do you mean by that? Like I know when I first heard about this concept of movement, I was like, don't don't we all move? Is that not a, like... We definitely all move, that's right. for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's different, le- there's levels to this, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so I started off uh, doing... I guess like traditional kind of uh, bodybuilding style training Mm. Uh, and then I discovered CrossFit and then from that I discovered this movement practice. So it kind of entails everything. So like you said, moving the body, everyone moves, um, but the movement practice is kind of like exploring what you're capable of. So it could be anything. We take inspiration from so many different disciplines. Think of like, you know, gymnastics, dance, uh, strength work, mobility, yoga, acrobatics, all kind of blended into one big practice. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it is. Just this big exploration. And like you said before, trying to keep it really playful and fun. That's, yeah, I that's think that's what really resonated with me about it and what I fell in love with was this sense of, it's almost like being a kid again. It's like finding that joy in movement. We look at kids, they don't, well, maybe these days it's a little worse than they used to be. But I know when I was a kid, kids didn't have a trouble with exercising. They didn't struggle with exercising because it was enjoyable. There was yeah. games to it, you know. It would be a normal thing to go out and just do cartwheels and handstands. and It's because it was an exercise. That's exactly, the thing. That's right? the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't call it uh, training or exercise when we teach the classes. We call it a movement practice. Yeah, it so it's like practicing skills uh, just to keep leveling up in all different areas. Mm. So yeah, there's no attachment to the outcome when, it, when kids go and play. And then we try to have that same sort of attitude when it comes to our practice as well. So there's, you don't go into it thinking, you know, I need to get this certain outcome and to go into the gym and, and work out. It's like, I want to 
you know, be better at this certain skill or mobility or strength or whatever it is. And then you just work on that and that keeps it really playful and fun. Yeah, I think sort of just to touch on that, something beautiful that I've witnessed within, you know, the movement collective and what you guys are doing is this shift away from what is being traditionally focused on in the fitness industry of it being very outcome focused. You have to do this or achieve this before you can be happy with what you're doing, being very body image focused. I love that the sense here is that it is about that falling in love with the journey and with the progress rather than the outcome and also learning to go, holy shit, my body can do that. Like it it's, creates, I've found automatically that sense of confidence in your body and, and you know, really promotes that healthy level of self-love. It's like, well, I, I didn't realize that I could still cartwheel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, taking it back to that. Um, I guess, you know, we, we taught a class today actually and I was talking about celebrating the little wins mm. and actually even celebrating that you may suck at something. That's fantastic, you know? If you were always, you know, if you were good at everything, then at some point that's going to become boring. Mm. It's great to sort of put yourself in that environment to try something and to not be so good at it. I, I, I love doing that. I get up, you know, whatever it is, say if I just started doing jujitsu, I get choked out, I get back up smiling, thinking, you know, I just learned a lesson and now I can progress and, and keep growing because of that. Um, people tend to get into that mindset or that uh, they would just want to stay fixed on what they're, uh, they're currently doing and currently what they're good at. But I'm the complete opposite and I really want to encourage people to kind of step out of that comfort zone and actually yeah, explore what they actually are capable of. Because yeah, celebrating those little wins and you know, you might have these big, I've got these huge goals and it might take me years to get to it, but mm-hmm. I really am enjoying the process. I'm enjoying teaching and being in that social environment. We're all kind of, you know, we're on the same path where we're all at different levels, which is great too. Um, but we're all working on this, you know, this common goal of like improving each day. So yeah. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but hearing from that, it seems that I love hearing when you're passionate about when you talk about this, it seems that there's so much more to movement than just the movement. And obviously there's all these lessons that we can learn from exactly as you mentioned, one of them just being outside of our comfort zone and challenging Definitely. ourselves. Do you find that a big part of what got you into movement and also what you love seeing in other people is the change not only physically for them, but also mentally as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's come up a lot recently. Mm. Uh, I've seen some huge changes with people coming in, even just confidence, you know, mm. like I feel like it, it transfers into other areas of their life. They come in and they're like, you can just see by their body language when they come in, they're really nervous, they're shy, they've got that I can't attitude. And then once they realize that, you know, they can do these physical things that they probably haven't done before in their life or they haven't done since they were a kid, like you said before. Mm. Um, and it just opens up their mind to, um, to all these possibilities. So that's, yeah, it's so amazing to see that transformation of that. We spoke about this recently about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And I feel like that, you know, within the movement practice and within your own body, it's fantastic for them to move forward um, from that fixed to growth, but definitely in other areas. It's got to affect the rest of your life for sure. You know, whether it's work, relationships, everything, you, you know, you're the expert on that. You, <laughs> you could definitely, uh, yeah, sh- yeah, shed some 100%. light on that for sure. Well, we definitely see that all areas of our life interact with each other and definitely make a change with each other. And obviously, if you want to get back to rare, uh, bare basics of what it means to be healthy and happy and thriving, we say, well, it's got to be psychology, nutrition and exercise. It's got to be looking after all three. Um, you know, and I, I love the sense that that seems to happen and be part of the movement culture. Can we change so exercise than... to movement? Yeah, 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 let's do that. Hey, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah so it it's, seems to be part of the movement culture, I see, in, in that it's not just about what you're doing physically. There's so much more to it. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, setting the goals and actually 
you know, constantly trying to work on those goals and hitting those little targets, those little wins. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just really celebrating that. So it's not just the physical practice, but the, the mental practice as well. Um, brain training, like some of the coordination drills and stuff that we do actually makes you smarter mm. from doing physical movement. Um, which, yeah, it's just like these hidden benefits that are not really promoted so much. But yeah, there's so many different things that you'll benefit from from taking the classes or Definitely. having your own movement practice. Yeah, And I'll ask you to sh- uh, shed some more light on that because I did laugh, but I was like, actually, he's got a really good point. Why should we change the word exercise to movement? What's the big difference? And why would you say that's such a beneficial shift for people like in their mind and in how they approach it? Yeah. I think exercise has got this negative connotation mm. and I feel like when we spoke about before about the kids, you would never say, kids, go outside and exercise. Yeah. It's like, go outside and play or yeah. it's like, it's movement, right? They're, they're just getting out there and they're just kind of just feeling their body. They're just doing whatever, like they're playing in the sand, they're doing cartwheels, all this kind of stuff. And as adults, we now exercise and we're told we need to exercise and straight away that kind of triggers something in the brain to say, you know, this is kind of almost punishment for the body rather than this pleasurable thing that should be enjoyed and shared with like a community, um, not just within your own practice, but then, you know, sharing that within a tribe almost. A hundred percent. Because we find that so many people these days, I know we've seen it in what we do with coaching, they have a desire to look after their body. Like that is an inbuilt desire. That is a thing. Naturally, we are built with the desire to look after ourselves. And it seems like where that goes wrong is in our perception of what it means to do that. And I, I as much as I laugh before, I think it is a beautiful and a great idea to go, you know what, fuck, that's not change exercise anymore. Let's yeah. make it play. Let's make it movement. Let's make it enjoyable. Let's tie these positive associations to it because then more people are likely to actually follow through and take action on it rather than just getting stuck in that thinking stage. And that's yeah. something you're very passionate about as well is helping people get out of that overthinking cycle when it comes to what it means to be healthy and happy and flourishing and thriving as a human being absolutely and actually get into action and fucking do something with it to put it bluntly it keeps it sustainable too if you're doing something because you feel like the everyone wants you to do it or you feel like you have to do it Mm. you're very likely that it's gonna fall you're gonna fall off at some point you're gonna be like i don't want to do this anymore you know it gets too hard it's like a chore we don't want to make it a chore we want to make it a part of your daily life where even just like sitting down you can i I sit down and i'm like always constantly stretching and moving almost like a cat you know like you'll you'll never see me kind of sitting still i'm always kind of moving around working on mobility and what you do is you incorporate movement into your life rather than sitting down and just like you know doing your work like most people do uh for eight hours a day and then trying to fix everything with exercise in like a 45 minute or an hour session in the afternoon and think that's going to fix all the problems that you've uh, created by sitting down for you know eight hours in the day mm. it's really not going to help what we need to be doing is retraining ourselves into yeah training movement always you know yeah. throughout the day and making it a practice rather than a thing that we have to go and force ourselves to do yeah it's d- done much more by choice i know we've had conversations before about the power of going i'm choosing to do this yeah. i want to do this rather than oh fuck i have to do this yeah and i think you've spot on you hit, hit the nail on the head where you say it's so common for people to have that negative perception of exercise and go Oh well, I have to go to the gym today, or I have to go I've do my workout. Weight, I have to go on this yeah. weight, or I have to do this. I've got to, you know, I've got to do cardio. You don't have to do anything, and that's what we say now um, within the movement collective. We we do it because we want to, not because we have to. Yeah, like it's you get in there, and it's something people look forward to. We do this little thing where we go around in a circle in some of the classes and just get everyone to kind of introduce themselves and just sort of say whatever, like you know, one cool thing that happened today or something you got planned on the weekend, just to kind of connect everyone. And um, sometimes you go around the circle and it's in the afternoon and say, you know, what's the best thing that happened today? And these people answer with 
coming to this class is the best yeah. thing that's happened to me today. So that makes me really excited that, you know, people are having this whole day. They've had the whole day to do whatever it was they did, work or whatever. They come into the class and they're mm. stoked to be there. Like it's something that they really enjoy and it's, a, yeah, it's a part of their life. It's not like they've dragged themselves to come. Mm. I know that's something that you're incredibly passionate about, that sense of community and human connection and how we can bring that into what we're doing. Um, because I know you've spoken to me before and you had a, a, I remember one of the earliest conversations I had with you, you had this brilliant, angry rant about people just going to the gym, headphones on, locking themselves in their box and going, right, I'm just here for me. And connection and, um, community is such a primal driving need in human beings. Um, was that always the plan for you to bring in those needs and those parts and, and make, basically build a movement around that definitely that was the the biggest thing and for me going from that environment where you know headphones in crank some loud music you know just working on the on the building muscle mm. and then that was kind of it it was very um solo kind of journey mm. and then experiencing this place called origins parkour in vancouver where it was just a crazy environment it was just like i walked in there there was break dancers and trickers and parkour guys and people weightlifting and hand balancing and all this stuff and everyone was so welcoming and they wanted to share everything that they had and they wanted to learn from you as well so that contribution was there as well like within that social environment you were you could go in there even though i was brand new to it at the time i could you know if i went and did a workshop i would come back into the gym and and i learned this really cool thing that was like good for mobility or whatever it was and i could then share that with the other guys and then i would get that back so it was just like this constant sharing and then that really leveled everyone else up so instead of everyone being on their solo journey and everyone being at different levels it really brought the whole level of every single person within that facility up mm. i think having that social uh, interaction and then that is a huge part of why i created tmc to bring everyone together i mm. think you can only get so far by yourself 100%. we are social beings and i feel like you can yeah you can train by yourself and all of that but we you know we are social beings so we we want to have that interaction and we mm. actually make that a massive part of the classes for people to to come in contribute give their feedback and then also get it back in return as well and then that lifts everybody up yeah it's that sense of collaboration versus competition exactly and you know yeah. it's it's you're so right i think one of the best quotes i've ever read was anyone who says that they're self-made is either arrogant or blind right like, there's yeah. always other people backing us and, and it's that team community and culture that allows people to really thrive and really step up um for many reasons a accountability being one and but b as you said it's it's learning to see the value in other people yep. and to be okay with asking for help from that. Yeah. You know, fuck that. There's so much I can learn from yep. them. And I know that's a big part of what you believe in being that, you know, yes, you're the teacher now, but you're also permanently the student. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So tell me more about that as a concept for people to take into their life. Cause I think it's such a beautiful concept to take outside of, you know, physicality to take into any area of their life. Yeah. I think it doesn't matter what level you get to, you were always a student. Mm. So we're always constantly learning, even, you know, like I can see all these pictures up on the wall, even all of these guys, Oprah, who was it? Will Smith, Elon Musk, these guys are still learning from other people. They're not just sitting in a, a room by themselves, you know, just doing their own research and study. I'm sure they're still learning from everyone else. So I think it's, it's just so important for us to, uh, yeah, to level up on our own, but then know that we are still the students as well. And you know, that constantly learning for sure. And do you think there's a bit of hesitancy in people to do that for sort of that fear of, um, being a vulnerable, but also that fear of not knowing. I know just before recording this podcast, they were having a chat about people being afraid to get out of their comfort zone because, well, yeah. what if I fail in front of other people? Yeah. And obviously, you and I both have that perception of, yeah, well, failing in front of the other people is the best way to grow and learn. 
but unfortunately, you see culturally and in society these days, it's it's very much failure is frowned upon. It's put down. Yes. Yeah. People are a little bit shut off, I think, and they and they yeah. maybe want to stay within their comfort zone, and they don't want to experience that or ask for help because they, you know, maybe pride takes over or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's something that we really encourage, and I'll be the first person to put my hand up if I need help. Um, I will put my hand up and I'll ask for the help. You mm-hmm. know, I've always been like that. Within, you know, I worked in the brewing industry for a long time. Um, I learned a lot around that, but you know, I I still would always ask for help. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's really important for everyone to kind of drop that guard a little bit mm-hmm. and. Yeah, just be willing to ask for it because if you ask for it, it'll it'll come back to you. Yeah. Very unlikely if you're like, hey, can you teach me this within the movement um, environment? And then mm. also outside of that as well. If you if I come to you for advice or something like that, I know that you're going to help me out mm. or anyone else will help me out as well. And the same thing, if someone asks me, hey, like, what do you think about this business-wise, whatever it is, I'm going to definitely you know give them the help. So I think people need to ask for help and not be so... A, a, ashamed or afraid mm. of that there shouldn't be that shouldn't be a thing at all so i'd like to uh somehow yeah drop that barrier of, of wanting to ask for help yeah i think it's really it. funny when people i know one thing that we do when we coach people through that is get them to realize how willingly they give out help to others but then they think they're not going to be given help back when they ask for it yeah it's like well can you see that's that? what you've found sorry so, yeah yeah okay. so people are so willing to give and give and help but then there's that you know little fear of Oh, but I can't ask for help, right? Yeah. It's it's that because what if they say no? Have you ever said no? Like, it's, That's it's, right. Yeah, and you know what I mean? yeah, it's come up recently actually. Yeah, I've never said no. Everyone always asks me stuff all the time. Regards not movement stuff. It could be anything, right? Yeah. And I'm always like yes, and I need to stop saying yes because all, <laughs> all my time is taken up by helping other people. Yes. but I think even you. Helping them and not you know, not expecting anything in return as well. I yep. think that's that's really important for you just to you know just to give it freely because it'll come back to you at some point. So I really believe in that. But yeah, people just need to just drop it and just go for it and just ask for the help because for sure, like I don't think I've ever asked for help ever mm. and then someone's gone, no, nah, I don't want to help you with that. Like yeah. they've always helped me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's getting I think you mentioned before getting our pride out of the way to do it. Exactly. Yeah, Let's I think go. that gets you know stuck in the way. Probably mostly for guys. You know, they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, watched a video recently. It was about a guy. Why guys don't ask for directions? They mm. can kind of just try to figure it out. You know, yeah. like, no, 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 I've got this. I've got this. I'm, you know, I'm the man. But it's just like you know, it takes the more time to get there. Just, like, <laughs> wind down your window and just say, hey, excuse me, like you know, in this town that you're unfamiliar with. Hey, do you know how to get? Yeah, it's just around the corner. Just turn left. Sweet. Yeah, thank you. Like, it's not an issue at all. Yeah, I think one of the greatest things I ever learned was someone saying to me, asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of being efficient. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It is the quickest way to grow and to get results is to ask for help. Because people know, right? Yeah. All this stuff is like, the stuff that I'm doing now, like people have done it before in the past or doing it currently, and it's like, I'm I'm, I'm not, you know, redesigning the wheel, like I'm just Mm. going for it, and I just need to, I need to know that everyone's done this before at some point, so I just need to ask for the help. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we've touched on a couple of little things that, um... I mentioned, you know, one of the, the earliest interactions I had with you was a bit of a chuckle because I'd also come from that, you know, gym, bodybuilding style exercise, headphones in, you know, bicep curls and tricep extensions. And I know that's where you started as well. Definitely. Um, I've got to ask, what made the change? Like, what made a guy working in the brewing industry doing bodybuilding style training to be, I, you know, let's call it, let's give me the story of the man behind the movement, if you would. Yeah, so... It was when I was in Canada, so that place, Origins Parkour, that was the big catalyst, I think, for me, you know, just opening my mind up to like, oh, actually, we don't need to go to the gym and just work on the mirror muscles. Mm. 
that is the thing in itself. And I get that people, you know, do that. And it's a, and it's a thing that's totally fine. But I was like, just mind blown when I, mm. when I could saw, when I saw what I was actually capable of and these guys were all willing to help me. And then I started to make some progress in certain areas of mobility and gymnastic strength and acrobatics, things that I'd never thought I could do in mm. my life. And I just started making progress. And I was just like, holy shit, like this is actually a thing. Like, what is it? And I started to, to do some research and try to figure out what this thing was. And I actually, that's when I came across Ido Portal. Mm-hmm. So he had this video, um, it was with Raw Bras. It was one of his older interviews. It was a long, long time ago. And it might have been eight years ago or something like that now that they actually shot the interview. And he was just talking about movement and how we all should be moving. And if we don't use it now, at some stage we're going to lose it. And yep. it's it's going to be a sad day when that happens. And I just, that just rang, you know, really loud. And I was just like, holy shit, like I need to start utilizing what I have now with this, with this physical body that I have, this capable body, because mm-hmm. at some point we're going to get to the, you know, a stage when we can't move so well, say it's, you know, 40 years from now, we look back mm-hmm. and fuck, like, why didn't I learn how to do a backflip? Why didn't I do that handstand class and, and, you know, attain all of these skills and, and get, immerse myself into this social environment and make new friends and help people mm. and it just it just took me I was just like I've got to do something I don't know what it was but I just mm. knew that this was what I wanted to do and then I just slowly started coming up with ideas for how I would make this happen I originally thought it was going to be kind of like a one-on-one type thing and mm. I came back um, to Newcastle to start up the gym and I started teaching some one-on-ones and then I realized that there was a bigger um, audience of people that wanted group classes. Yep. So I started doing one-on-ones for a little bit and then we incorporated the group classes and it just took off. Mm. You know, people just, I, I guess my passion, that everything that I'd learned over those couple of years being in Vancouver, just kind of like, you know, it was just put forward to these guys and they just really took it on board and they just, you know, they developed that same passion that I had. Mm. So yeah, workshops, uh, classes and yeah, and then it just took off from there, pretty much. Yeah, and it's just been evolving and changing. And we're looking at the new facility now as well. So it's we're very to exciting. Upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I'm nice. super stoked about that. So it's been a long time coming, actually. We've had a few places fall through, but it's been something that we've been working towards for a very long time. And it's just, yeah, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, can't wait. So what would you say, if people are listening to this and they're going, man, I've never heard of this concept before, but it sounds really interesting. It's something, I'm, you know... Um, very interested in learning more about, you know, this guy sounds really passionate about it. If you were to go, look, this is what you're going to get out of it. If you're like, these are the benefits. This is like the point of difference. This is, even if it's just what you got out of it for yourself, if you're like, this is what the difference it's made in me and in people that I've seen, what would you say those differences are? I would say growth. Mm. The fixed mindset to the growth mindset is the biggest thing. Mm. You know, the physical practice, and we actually spoke about this the other day, that the TMC is kind of evolving into something way bigger than what we thought. You know, having um, yourself come in to teach workshops and things like that about mindset, Mm. about how to intermingle all of them together. Um, I feel like... um, Hang on, what's the question again? I totally lost my train of thought. I totally well, lost my train of thought. <laughs> what would you say the, the, biggest the biggest value is, the biggest benefits, the biggest outcomes for people? So you said growth mindset being yeah, a yeah, huge sorry, one. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about something. Yeah, so, <laughs> so going from me just working in, in, in an industry, so I was mm. a brewer, and then coming up with these movement ideas and me actually progressing with movement mm. made me open my mind up to like, oh shit, I can open up a business mm. And I can do all these other things like I, you know, I started to learn to learn about nutrition, personal development, how to run a business and all of these things 
where I, I guess the starting of the movement practice was the catalyst for that and everything just blew up from there. Mm. You know, I wouldn't be in the position I am today running my own business if I hadn't started the movement practice. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Taking away the physical, you yeah. know, obviously there's all these physical benefits, yeah. uh, you know, mobility, flexibility, uh, strength, learning new skills, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And that's all good, but I feel like there's a, you know, there's something greater than that. Mm, definitely. Sorry, I just like had this massive pause. <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's beautiful that you mentioned, you know, there's that sense of past all the physical stuff. It's also more about like developing these skills in our own psychology that we can use elsewhere, but then also feeling good whilst we do it. I think I mentioned to Jordan a while ago and he said the, the best, he's like, you know what Rod's catchphrase for TMC should be? He goes, be functional, feel good, and bloody look good while you're doing it. <laughs> and so for anyone listening to this thinking, okay, yeah, handstands and cartwheels all sound fun, but how does it actually end up as a, as a, as a you know, longer-term practice? Definitely check out Rod on social media and um, a few of the other crew that train at Movement Collective. I kid you not, it makes sense. When I looked at it, I was like, wow, as much as I wanted to do bodybuilding training to look a certain way, I wasn't functional. I was always in pain. I was limited in my mobility. And then I look at people like gymnasts, you know, I think gymnasts are, are incredible. They're so functional. What they can do is so amazing. I think and it's a true expression yeah, of what humans can do. And then you look at them and they're bloody Greek gods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that's one of the biggest questions we get that, that it's like, you know, can I gain muscle? Can I look good doing this stuff? Yeah. I'm just like, I just want to show them all the yeah, photos of gymnasts or like, you know, people that are training with us that really dedicate to the practice. Mm. Definitely. Mm. You know, people feel like they need to lift weights, but a lot of the time they come in and, and people that have lifted weights come in and they can't even lift their body weight. Mm. So it's like, all right, cool. Like you, you do a little bit of weightlifting and that kind of stuff, but you can't do a chin up or you mm. can't do these really basic, we're really heavy, mm. you know, like I like I, I weigh probably like 70 kilos or something like that and I can throw my body around pretty well now but there's a lot of people out there that really struggle to even move their body weight mm. so it's like you need to establish that strength first and then you start adding weight to it not the other way around yeah yeah because the transfer is way better doing it like that yeah 100%. and using the gymnastics rings to like create that instability uh, instability sorry yeah um, it's just like you know making it harder and harder and harder 100% yeah, yeah. so I always ask this question for people who are like experts in their field and professionals in their industry if there was like one thing that you could change in the entire industry, in the, the health and fitness industry in Australia at the moment, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a good question. I know there's probably more than one. but if you... <laughs> Yeah, there's probably more than one. But I think just what we spoke about before, getting out of that mindset of like they have to do this, you know, mm. and... And I still feel like it's it's a very new topic as well mm. for people to come and practice the, you know, movement or gymnastics or something a little bit more artistic. Mm. So I'd like for them to have some sort of mind shift around that, of, of around, you know, going to the gym and just doing the standard gym training that, they, that they've been told they need to do, or maybe they're un so unaware of like what else they're capable of or what else is available for them to do, you know, with gymnastics and movement training and actually just have that mind shift of going, okay, cool. Or actually give, even just giving it a go. Mm -hmm. If they don't like it, fair enough, you can go back to doing what you're doing before. That's okay. Um, but I feel like having that shift and actually giving it a go and trying something that that is so beneficial, like the movement practice. I feel like, you know, just, just switching that mindset. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. So let's say there's people listening to this podcast and they're going, wow, like these guys are really speaking to me. I'm, I'm sick of just punishing my body. I'm sick of just going to the gym because I feel like that's what all I knew how to do or I was told to do. I'm looking for something different and this movement practice sounds amazing. It sounds like I'd really like to try. 
Obviously, as we mentioned before, the best ways to reach out and ask for help, work with an expert. So obviously, yeah. number one, the best thing to do would be, especially if they're in the Newcastle area, come into the Movement Collective, come see you guys, come ask some questions, come get involved with it. Yeah. If they can't do that, if they're not local, um, for example, what would you say is a good way for people to start incorporating movement into their life? What little tips and tricks could you give people to start playing with? I would search movement gyms. There's so many popping up now. So I would surf, search movement gyms in your area, regardless mm-hmm. of where it is. I know there's a bunch in Sydney, in Melbourne, Perth, uh, within Australia, and then obviously all over the world as mm-hmm. well. Search movement gyms. If that's not available, I would start doing some adult gymnastics classes. Yeah, if you're nice. an adult, yeah. there's kids listening to this. Go, <laughs> yeah, go to gymnastics class. I feel like that is probably the, like, the most solid base that you can do. Uh, some dance classes, some capoeira. There's so many different things. So yeah, search the. I'm sure there's a local, you know, movement gym in your area. There's so many popping up. So I'll, I'll definitely check that out. If you are struggling to find a place, even just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that I know of a facility in the area if it's not coming up. Yeah, yet. definitely. And and other than just going to classes and obviously working with an expert, as I said, best way to do it. Obviously, how can people start integrating it just in their lives and themselves? I know you've mentioned. It's it's a it's about practicing it throughout the day rather than just going static for the whole day and then trying to correct everything in, yeah, in yeah. one session. In one hour. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? So, for example, at the moment, so many people are in in desk jobs. There, that's the biggest employing industry in the world is is office work. Yeah. So obviously that brings all its own troubles. They say now sitting is the new smoking in terms of the health, yeah. um, you know, outcomes of just sitting for eight hours a day. What can people start integrating? Um, at work without going to the point of starting to cartwheel down their office corridor. That would be, that's stage one. That's ideal. <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, I think the best thing would be to have regular breaks from yeah, that gotcha. position because sitting, you know, as a position is not bad for the body, but mm. it's the duration. It's because we spend so long sitting. Mm. So if we stood for so long, if we stood on one foot, for that long each day, that would be like you know, oh, you know, standing on one foot is the new is the new smoking. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not the position at all. Yeah, it's, gotcha. Yeah, it's the duration that we spend there. So I would take regular breaks. So every hour, maybe set a little alarm, get up, do some arching. You can't really see me now because it's a podcast, but do, some, <laughs> but do some arching. You know, just like take your body out of that position, that hunched over flex position that it's in all day and just reverse it. So throw your head back and start to arch, open up the spine, open up the hips. Uh, that would be like one of the easiest ways to, uh, yeah, just to start to loosen that body up and to, yeah, just to reverse some of the damage that you're doing. Mm. Squatting like that, you know, that, that, that low passive squat down on the ground um, and just constantly moving, constantly changing your position. So instead of having both feet on the ground, maybe you can put one foot up over the top, stretch out the glutes, Arms over your head, stretching the shoulders out. Yeah, just constantly moving. Think of yourself like a cat, how they get up and they stretch and they move. Kind of incorporate that into the day. Yeah, and such it's such an actionable and um, you know, powerful change that I feel people can easily take into their life. And obviously, as we said, the gold standard is, is work with an expert. That's in any field. Like, you, yeah. you know, go yeah, find, find someone, gym, learn from them. But I love that sense of, well, you can still get started with just this like you know. youtube as well you know there's yeah, so yeah. many videos there's online programs everywhere like just you know start researching start experimenting with certain things that feel good for your body and like you said before 
the feel good practice. We talk mm. about that. It's like you can do things within your body in your in your day that not necessarily there's like this um, quantifiable outcome, this mm. measurable outcome that you can go, okay, I lifted this much weight or whatever it was. But it's like you do something, whether it's spinal waves or arching, that actually feels really good to do. So my suggestion would be to do that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 100%. So if people listen to this and they want to get in touch with you or find out more about Movement Collective or you, how would, what's the best way for them to do that? So we're on yeah social media. I've got my account on Instagram. So it's Rod J. Cooper. So you can flick me a message on that. Uh, we've got the Movement Collective account. We've got TMC Kids as well. So my sister's uh, director of the kids program and it's just gone crazy. Uh, we've got classes on pretty much every day for both adults and the kids. Regular workshops. Uh, the website's themovementcollective.net. And yeah, find us on Facebook as well, The Movement Collective. Perfect. Well, mate, thank you once again for coming in today and spending some of your time sharing your knowledge and your value. I do think it's, as I said at the start of this, it's such a powerful thing I know within my life that I've begun integrating that I just see so many people can benefit from. So thank you once again for coming in and sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what an incredible interview and what great value and knowledge Rogers brought to the BU podcast. I honestly cannot speak highly enough of this guy. Just his approach to life in general and the lessons that you can learn from interacting with what he does are absolutely life-changing. We're very fortunate with, at BU to have an ongoing relationship with Rod and with Movement Collective. So if you haven't already, make sure you go check it out. But in the meantime, as always, be empowered. Be exceptional. Be you.